Listening to the Festival of Popcorn podcast. Welcome back to episode two of the Fistful of Popcorn podcast. I am Evan with my co-host Trevor. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We are really excited to bring you this episode two. We've got a very special guest, our anime and manga correspondent. Kent Jackson. He is a. Uh, let's just have him introduce himself. Actually, Kent, what do you got to say? What you, what, what's going on? What's up, people? How you guys doing? It's your boy Kent. I'm just I'm just this dude that you guys know, but <laughs> I'm honored um, that you guys feel like I have a cultured mind and an interesting mindset and perspective to bring on the show. I'm really flattered by that because most of the time I just feel like most of the stuff I know is just complete garbage. Nonsense. Uh, but <laughs> That's everything that Fistful of Popcorn stands by right there. There you go. Fistful of garbage. But hey, it's our garbage. And I love that popcorn. Yep. Go. No, I'm, good. I'm geeked. And Kent, do you have anything to plug? Anything to plug? Anything? Like what's your socials? Plug, what do you uh, got? Yeah. We, we can link them yeah, <laughs> in, in the bio. Yeah, you can follow me on IG, uh, kent.wav. Um, and you can also... Um, just find me on the street. I work at Best Buy. Don't Geek don't squad. go to Best Buy though, because <laughs> I'll probably just I'll probably just upcharge <laughs> tech services. There we go. I'm not gonna lie. And go ask your brother. Don't ask me. <laughs> today we've got a really really uh, special episode. Not special. It's just a normal episode, but it's a really great movie. We got Ichi the Killer. So. Uh, I've seen this movie like four or five times at this point, but we've got some Ichi the Killer first timers up in here. Uh, Kent and Evan are both new to the uh, Ichi the Ichi universe and the uh, Takashi Miike uh, universe at large. Mm-hmm. So, what 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 are you guys' uh, first impressions going on here? Uh, let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about anime. Only thing I pretty much know is that you know, big boobies occasionally, and maybe maybe some tentacles every now and then. Unfortunately, um, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was my knowledge going into the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed it. And I will say that this is not an anime, True. but it definitely is like a live action anime. It uh, uh, we'll get into it, but yeah. No, yeah, I mean, it's just funny because, like, most manga, the first thing it's adapted to is an anime. But in this instance, it looks like they they said, nah, we ain't getting an anime. We're just going to go straight balls to the wall live action, which is not traditional. For this type of story, I thought it worked out well just because I think it works well because of the I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I think it worked well because of the era it came in, um, the culture at the time, uh, the trends, the fashion even. Yeah, it was just like 2001, baby. The Y2K, it just it just worked. It just flowed so well to me. And I thought the movie was very dope. Good watch. And with Takashi Miike himself, like I know you guys aren't very familiar with him. You guys you guys know a few movies and such, but uh he is uh one of my f- favorite filmmakers from that era, the early 2000s, late 90s uh time frame. He's a Japanese filmmaker, obviously, but he is uh very well known for his insane surreal absurdity in his films. Uh he is very original and his stylistic choices are very signature to him 
Like, if you're watching a Takashi Miike movie, you will know it's a Takashi Miike movie just from how it looks and how it, uh, how the whole atmosphere is, how the vibes are. He, uh, mainly makes horror films, or he makes horror and Yakuza films mainly, but he branches out to a lot of different genres, and, uh, with such an extensive filmography, over a hundred movies at this point, uh, he's basically covered everything from romance to comedy to anything, really. But his most prolific period was the late 90s and early 2000s with films like, uh, Ichi the Killer, uh, Audition, uh, Dead or Alive trilogy, the uh, Shinjuku Triad Society trilogy, stuff like that. Uh, Visitor Q, he was all over the place. He was making making moves. <laughs> Put in the work. Yeah. yeah, all within the fam- same few few years he had. Like, over... A lot in his brain he had to get out in that short period of time. That's yeah. pretty dope, though. Like, he was like, I gotta get it all out here. Yeah, he was making like five films a year at certain times. Crazy, man. Insane. That's not a normal output at all and they were, they were solid films too and insane yeah. like they were like unique they weren't just like you know he, he wasn't slinging out like tv movies that's it man and i thought spielberg's running uh 93 was insane <laughs> i don't know this might take the cake man but wow the takashi takashi miki and spielberg i want to see him mash up in a film the crossover event of the century and make make like a saving prior ryan but uh yeah but actually no that might yeah, but like <laughs> be a good idea being like a soldier he's just like this ex-gang member who's trying to find his brother <laughs> yeah. or something okay there we go I'm, I'm game i see the vision but uh that's enough on takashi Enough on Mike. Let's get into the movie itself. Uh, Evan, you want to start us off? Uh, what uh, what was going on at the beginning here? What 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 started started us off? Yeah, yeah. for starters, uh, the movie's available on Tubi, Peacock, Crime Video, as well as a little Blu-ray package. Trevor will uh, explain. Yeah, the film is also available on Blu-ray from WellGo. Uh, they are also the ones who put out uh, the Phantasm film remastered, but. Uh, it's a solid little release, nothing special. Got a few extra features. I will recommend the uh, bonus audio commentary with the director and the original manga artist is really good, really uh, informative. He says some things that I think might have been cap in the audio commentary. He uh, oh, well, we'll get into it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of directors, a lot of directors do do that though. They'll yeah. say some stuff or just try to get some shock value out of it and. Uh, but it's still really worth listening to, and the movie looks great. Uh, about as great as can look, being shot on video in the early two thousands. So, yeah, big recommend. It's really cheap too, cheap Blu-ray. So check it out. Uh, pause, pause the podcast. Go watch the movie. Come back and enjoy our conversation. Yeah. So, uh, movie opens up with a um, pretty neat little like intro montage uh, sequence. It's a bunch of like flashing, you know, little scenes around like a city. And it uh, gave me the vibes of like those, you know, you wouldn't steal a car PSA type of commercials, you know. So uh, it's pretty cool. It's very, very 2000s looking. It cuts to these uh, group of men. We, we figure out they're Yakuza, you know, throughout the movie. Um, but they're in this room. Some of them are playing Mahjong and some of them are just kind of, you know, vibing. And um, one of the guys goes up to the other guy and says something. And the, the other guy tells him, you know, just to shut up. He's a hit man. Stay quiet. You know, don't worry about anything. And uh, he gets a phone call. He answers the phone call, and it's his uh, his child. And um, he tells the kid, the kid's, you know, distraught, and tells the kid, you know, don't worry. He's at work. He can't, you know, do anything right now. Can't talk, but the kid's scared. But yeah, then we jump to a different scene. Before we get to the next scene, 
Uh, I do. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I did notice you said they were playing mahjong. Isn't that typically a Chinese game? That's true. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Yakuza, I just noticed that. The second uh, time watching, I was like, "What are they?" I thought they were playing poker, maybe, but I didn't notice they were playing with like with yeah, tiles. Traditional tile game. If it was with um, circular looking pieces on the board, that would be Go, which is a traditional Japanese game. Oh. Yeah. But as you know, mahjong mahjong chips are more of the square. The square. Yeah, the square yes. with like the. So it would have been mahjong. Now mahjong is really popular. You know. Yeah. I mean, I know old people in America who love that game. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is this why we got Kent on the pod today. There we go. I, I just know. I just, there was a manga in the 2000s and the whole thing was about a kid who played Go. It was That's illustrated it. by the Death Note creator. So, uh, Hikaru no Go for all you re- ones who remember. <laughs> uh, there we go. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, and I, I will say that Takashi Miike, one of his, my favorite things about him is how like global he is in his films. He tends to cast a bunch of actors from a bunch of different countries bunch of different yeah, uh great. languages everything he'll have like World people speaking feet. chinese or yeah. mandarin or i mean i think that's good in a filmmaker so that's good we'll have well, stuff like that we'll have uh you know obviously japanese there's like american influence uh there's a movie he directed in the 90s where he had a brazilian lead in a like yakuza film which is cool so yeah very worldly very cool uh he likes to uh not just focus on one thing but uh colorful mind yeah yeah for sure he's got a whole whole variety of uh influences uh mm-hmm. but getting into getting into that next scene it is uh quite the uh it it, it uh really sets the uh sets the mood uh we get a very violent uh rape scene going on here uh so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll offer a tiny bit of a trigger warning you know yeah yeah we do want to do a little content warning uh this there's a lot of sexual assault in this movie. Yeah, it's so. just, the whole thing is a two-hour trigger yeah. warning. Like, uh, yeah, if this one, if this, if this type of stuff like will make you uh, uncomfortable and upset, yeah. uh, definitely skip this episode. And we'll be focusing on some other stuff in the yeah. future episodes yeah. that might be more your speed. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but to move on, uh, well, that's what was happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got uh, it's it's pretty pretty intense. We got a girl and a guy and that's happening and then we see that there's a dude in a suit watching on in the background from a balcony but not like a suit right trevor it wasn't like a like a suit and tie what, what do you mean by a suit no no yeah yeah he's yeah, yeah. the fucking he's, green goblin yeah, he looked like a power ranger like the green goblin <laughs> he's getting ready to get into a uh uh gundam pretty much yeah, he looked like shinji <laughs> but uh so he uh while watching this we uh we see he uh gets 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 off on it yeah he nutted uh, in a bush guys he nutted in yeah. a bush <laughs> <laughs> not only that what was it it and, was the and, title card right? yeah 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 the, 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 the nut turns into the uh, the the title sequence of the film what I say uh, I love early 2000s movies only is that acceptable insane. in 2001 it's the most insane like, title card <laughs> once 9-11 happened they couldn't do that yeah, was, anymore it was not that type of time right but uh, yeah so I mean that's my, probably one of the most unique title sequences I've ever seen uh but yeah, it's actually a pretty cool title sequence. We get introduced to our uh, amazing music from the Japanese noise rock band called The Boredoms. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them beforehand, but they're uh, pretty uh, original, pretty unique. Uh, funny story, actually, my dad actually caught them live in the 90s. And if you know my dad, he's like, his favorite band's U2. Like, he wouldn't be into, like, 
experimental noise music or anything like that. <laughs> but he saw them open for a Nirvana at the State Theater during their In Utero tour, which is pretty cool. But he's like, yeah. Iconic. He, he's like, yeah, they sucked. I'm like, what? No way. Which, <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's crazy that they brought him they, on. They, they brought, like, yeah, they brought, they brought him, they brought no, him on. Yeah, that's right, cool, literally. Scaring the hoes. Scaring the hoes. <laughs> After Nirvana was on the radio. <laughs> you should you should play some Boris for your dad. I wonder how he would like that. I, don't I, know I would be Boris. interested. I've taken him to some like stuff that's kind of out of his wheelhouse to shows back like back when we used to go to shows a lot together. Uh, yeah. So I would I'd be I'd be curious to see what he think about them. He's not really into he's not really patient like that <laughs> to like listen it's to not like a dad thing to be patient is it? like <laughs> like doom doom or like droning or noise stuff. He's not really into that stuff, yeah. but. I, I understand it's it's a big mm-hmm. spoon to to feed someone <laughs> but yeah that's the cool title mm-hmm. sequence it's very very 2000s like it's like a 2000s music video definitely uh and then after this we get introduced to these three guys that are in this like van they're like sh- they're shooting up yeah, they're just shooting up heroin in this van they're definitely uh hoodlums uh that's a good word hoodlums yeah yeah and then one of them gets a phone call to go upstairs into this like room what what does the phone call say? Well, you don't really hear what it says. The guy just okay, like yeah. talks and then just hangs up the phone and goes, "Let's go upstairs." Like so, it's like yeah, yeah. like let's get to work. Stop. Yeah, put the drugs down. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, put the heroin down. Get the needle out. <laughs> yeah, so they go up in the room and it ends up being where uh, that rape scene happened from before. And there's uh, the walls and the ceiling are just covered in like blood, blood and guts and like shit just all over the floor. And it's absurdly bloody. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 a mess. And the CGI is not <laughs> great. Yeah, we we will address this. The CGI in this film is of its time for sure. Early two thousands. Mm. It's not. And also, this is a Japanese film that was like made for like home video release mainly. Yeah, this doesn't have Bob Iger production. Levels, yeah, it's, it's it's not James Cameron Avatar two. No, like exactly. it's 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 very primitive. And I will say the practical effects in the movie are great, mm. but the CGI is very poor. But it it kind of goes with the anime uh aesthetic exactly. and if you if you've ever seen like an anime live action movie it's typically not the best effects uh but yeah because you're mimicking a two-dimensional medium into yeah. a three-dimensional yeah. one and it's yeah there's bound to be a translation error here and for there sure. it just yeah. it's never gonna go well mm-hmm. i could talk about that yeah. for hours trust me <laughs> cowboy bebop <laughs> <laughs> death death note <laughs> the one piece one coming out oh yeah i saw that was happening that's crazy yeah. The set design does look pretty oh, cool. Yeah. I will yeah. I'll give them that. Definitely. Uh, so now, uh, after we see this, uh, we're now in a different apartment, and we get introduced to uh, who many people may assume would be Ichi himself. I did. Yeah, but this is actually Kakihara, who is like the antagonist. They're both not really protagonists. We'll get into no. all that, obviously, but... He is kind of our antagonist, Kakihara. He looks badass as hell, so which cool. is why they obviously put him on the cover because Ichi kind of looks like a bitch. But uh, <laughs> I know didn't know that at first, but now I see why he did not make the cover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he definitely he, he definitely draws you into the film. He looks he's swagged out. But yeah. let's describe his look. We got I mean, if you've seen the cover, you know him. But he's got he's got the bleach blonde hair. I'm about to pull up this one dude who I think he looks like too because I brought my um I got oh. my chainsaw man. Manga. Oh yeah, you he were yeah. you were telling me that he looked like a guy from chainsaw man or, or yeah let me see if i got him right here. oh yeah this guy kishi bay oh yeah i see it i see it so kishi bay he's got crazy battle scars you know in the trench coat yeah. too oh yeah yeah and he's just like the most like jaded like brooding 
clearly he's seen the devil and back like he just doesn't nothing phases him kind of like kakihara and and kakihara definitely like he uh he's got like that 2000s japanese style he's got like very colorful suits he stands out from the rest of the group and with the bleach uh, hair the bleach hair definitely such a symbol of like being a street punk he's got like massive scars on his face he's got he's got like uh like tattoo, like white. I don't know if there's scars or tattoos, like up and down his cheeks. I hope there were scars. I mean, they could definitely be scars, but I know there's some people that do like those weird, like white tattoos. Oh, those are gotta oh, be like yeah. some Heath Ledger Joker scars, just comparing how he yeah. looks in the manga. Well, yeah, his his mouth ones are definitely scars. I'm talking about his like above his like oh, under oh, his eyes. Those ones, yeah, those yeah. those have gotta be scars too. The way they like slash across his face. Yeah, quite especially because he likes. Well, we'll get into that later, but he likes yeah. he likes pain. Yeah, you know? yeah he is. He's quite the sadomasochist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we're introduced to Kakihara, and uh, we're not really explain. We don't really get uh, explanation on who these people are. The movie's kind of vague with things. It's uh, definitely let's make. They definitely don't uh, walk the audience through it. Like you gotta kind of figure yeah. it all this out yourself. It's not a movie which makes for dumb people. <laughs> this <laughs> context clues. <laughs> uh, they uh, it actually makes repeated viewings kind of uh, fruitful because you kind of like. On a repeated viewing, you might know more things about these characters, and you might like catch on to things more quickly mm-hmm. than your first watch, yeah. which is my, what has happened for me. Uh, like it's honestly like improved the movie as I've watched it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we are uh, explained that Kakihara is uh, looking for Anjo, who was in that building uh, that they cleaned up. Well, he has assumed that he's in that building and someone took or kill Anjo. We're not sure ex- yep. exactly. I assume kill. I don't know if you guys assume the same thing. I mean, that place looked like a mess. I assume kill. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they ran off of $3 million of the gang's money at 3 million yen, I'm guessing. Or is it? Yeah, dollars. dollars. Oh, so I'm going to been yen. Yeah. Not that yep. much different. That's still a lot of yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Kakihara is not the boss mm-hmm. you'd think he would be, but it's actually Anjo. He was moving yeah, like yeah. the boss. Yeah, he was moving. Yeah. yeah. He's got boss vibes. Got yeah. girl boss energy. Right <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so Kakihara meets uh, this girl who turns out to be uh, Anjo's girl. Yeah. Uh, her name's Karen. Yeah. His little boo thing. <laughs> little boo side thing. piece, little side piece action. Yeah. And she also just speaks random English. Like whenever she talks, she'll be speaking like Japanese, and all of a sudden she'll just say like a phrase in English. Throw in some English. I don't know how these people are understanding her because I know <laughs> in Japan not many people speak English over there. Yeah, she just goes back and forth too. It's like a it's like a J electronic rap verse where he's like rapping in English and then in Arabic and then in Spanish, <laughs> and it's just in the middle of the conversation. Like, girl, I know he didn't get what she just said. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're in this uh like bar, a like club almost, just sitting at a table talking, and uh. We see the three guys um, from before in the van who are shooting up heroin. The heroin boys. They're trying to shoot heroin in this other girl's arm. She's, like, not about it, and they're just trying to shoot her up for some reason. Another man in Ichi the Killer uh, violating someone's consent. Yeah, what a shocker in this movie. Yeah, this this was not a good marketing scheme for young Japanese men, let me say that. <laughs> Looking real bad, fellas. And then, so, Kakiara is, like, talking and asking who they are. And she said they're ex-members of the syndicate, which you isn't explicitly explained, but like you f- kind of figure out that the syndicate is like a larger collective of different branches of like Yakuza. There's different gangs. So like there's like the head boss over a couple different gangs. And we'll, you'll get introduced to one of them throughout. But uh, these three guys were ex-members. They're gone. And there's a older man over there with them that he knows, you know, some information. So Kakihara goes over there, talk to him. And he says, hey, GG. Yeah, <laughs> GG. 
And he's like, hey, if you hear anything about, you know, the missing boss, let me know. And that's that. So what, what's next, Trevor? So Gigi tells Kakihara and the uh, Yakuza group uh, that yep. there's this guy who's uh, part of this whole porn scam mm-hmm. that uh, is screwing over the uh, the Anjo gang, which is the Kakihara gang. And that he's the one who was responsible for Anjo's disappearance and the whole bloody room and all of that. Yeah. So uh, Kakihara goes on an all-out hunt for this dude. Uh, Funaki is his name. Uh, he's a uh, or is Funaki the syndicate or the dude? Yeah, it's his name. It's also because like I think the gangs are named after like the head boss. Yeah. So the Funaki's crew. Yep. So it's all-out uh, manhunt for Mister Funaki. Uh, there, there. Gigi says, "Get this boy," or he hints to get this boy, and Kakihara goes all out because that man has no chill. He's got the dog in him. Yes, so, <laughs> so Kakihara sends his henchman out. Oh, Suzuki is the name of the guy. Not well. Well, Funaki's a different guy. Funaki is the name of the gang. Suzuki's the guy. So he's looking for Suzuki. Uh, so I don't know how Suzuki and Funaki are related, but Funaki's a different Suzuki and Funaki's the. You see, but this is how it's, it's a little confusing when you watch it. But they're they're in a gang. They're not really. Yeah. Super important, spoiler alert, but uh, Kakihara gets Suzuki, and uh, they, they capture him. Yeah. It all makes sense. It, it makes sense in your head, but you just don't know the names mm-hmm. and connect them to the people. You you know the faces. Oh, yeah. we, we get this guy, they trap him, they get him. Uh, it's easy. Light work for uh, Kakihara and his gang. Uh, Clearly, they do this for a living. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, they go a bit overboard, too, because they got this guy uh, wrapped up like it's Hellraiser, and... Mm-hmm. He's got these, ho- these fucking, like, fish hooks in his back, you know, and he's He's like strung up. Yep. It's gnarly looking. Yeah. It's sick yep. though. The hooks, boy. The hooks. <laughs> the hooks. The hooks. Kakihara is torturing the dude by shoving these like weird like they kind of look like uh, chopsticks, but they're uh, like very metal. sharp metal. Uh, but they kind of look like that. Yeah, they have a name. I can't remember it. Oh, is, is this like is this like Senbon? A... Senbon. Okay. There we go. That's there why we go. got Kent down here. Such a wee, bro. Such a wee. <laughs> uh, do you know what they're used for? Or they just like. Uh, I'm pretty sure literal shinobi ninja. Use them. Oh, okay. In war. So, like, it was a weapon in Naruto. Let's go. It's like some ninja shit. Yeah. So Kakihara is stabbing him while he's also frying up a nice pot of tempura. He's cooking, you know. He's cooking, but uh, he's cooking more than just co- just food because he takes the boiling water and just dumps it all over uh, Mr. Funaki guy. I don't know. Whatever his name is. Uh, dumps it all over him. And, uh, well, we find out that uh, his, he doesn't actually know what the hell's going on with the whole Anjo uh, disappearance. So it's all for nothing. But this guy is now a cripple and a yep. uh, he's got full mm-hmm. third degree borns all over his body. Cool. He is a cool uh, toast. Turn that man to a 10 piece boy. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel extra crispy. Yep. Yeah. Let it, I mean, he got cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Kakiara. <laughs> wow. Literally. And then we see uh, two of the the ex gang members that we've seen before. They're uh, heroin boys, right? Yep, the heroin boys. They're uh, watching what's going on in this room on a like a TV like video feed, and we find out that before they got kicked out, one of the guys left a couple cameras in that room just so they could, I guess, watch, you know, see what's popping. Nothing a strung out Japanese guy likes more than a few hidden cameras. I swear. <laughs> 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 Jeez. So, uh, before this scene, though, we also get a couple scenes where we see a man who's a waiter. He uh, messes up doing something. Uh, he gets reprimanded from, you know, messing up his waiter job, you know. And uh, his boss is telling him to kill himself, and he starts to cry and stuff under pressure. And then we also see a naked manning, a naked man running around down, you know, in the street. The naked man is a bit just out of nowhere. I think it's just, like, sign of the times, early 2000s Japan, like, 
Takashi and Miki was just like, yeah, uh, let's get this crazy scene of the, a naked man running down uh, a busy street in Tokyo and just throw it in the movie. Yeah, I bet it was B-roll. Yeah. He was like, keep it, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sir, this movie's already two hours long and we need to cut some scenes. Screw it. Keep the naked guy. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half hours. Keep him in. <laughs> the waiter scene is important though because yeah. that is we do oh, find yeah. out is Ichi um, yeah and it sets up his very bitchy uh, incel <laughs> uh, just yeah. ten, ten, ten tendencies yeah. tendencies dude, dude cries a lot yeah. which you'll, you'll, you'll see um, but yeah so after the torture and stuff we see actually the waiter and Ichi he's um, at some sort of brothel it looks like maybe like a strip club it's, it's kind of hard to tell and he's in um, what looks like these like like dinner booths at like a restaurant, but they end up being like blowjob booths. Um, it's where they you know where the girls give the guys the blowjobs, I guess. And uh, ends up being the girl who was um, who was raped from the very first scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that he's gonna you know kill who um, whoever did that to her because she has like all these like bruises and scars from yeah she's beat up yeah. and she looks yeah doesn't look bad. great. Yeah. And then right after he says he's gonna kill her, he just takes her head and shoves it down on his crotch. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's really uh, playing that uh, protecting role for her. He's he's yep. really stepping up there, and not not uh, take not taking advantage at all. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Sabo over here, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so Kakihara is called down. This is a completely different scene. Kakihara is called down from the Anjo gang of the head, the new head honchos up in there. Call him out, and they're like berating him for his uh, torture and maiming of a random gang member for no reason. And they're like just yelling at him, giving him giving him their two cents, and he uh, very silently takes all the uh, critiques and the hate. And then he, when they're done yelling at him, he gets up with a sword, like a knife, and he kneels down and just cuts his tongue off uh, as uh, just like his due for fucking up like that. Which no one no one asked him to do that. Yeah, he just no, volunteered. He said, "I'll cut yeah. my tongue off." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was completely a flex, total flex, <laughs> but it was really good practical effects. So I was literally yeah, yeah. For it. yeah. yeah it was, it's a very slow cut. It's tough to watch. It, was, it looks like a Ralphie from a Christmas story when he gets his tongue up on the uh, pole. Yeah. yeah, except not freezing, just slicing. <laughs> After this, Kakihara meets up with uh, Karen, and he uh, shows her his tongue, and she's like, <laughs> "She's like, wait, what do you like? What the fuck do you mean? Like, he's like trying to talk to her with his like lispy, no tongue voice." Yeah, because she speaks normally Japanese, but she will randomly say these English phrases. Yep. One of the English phrases she says is, "What the fuck you say?" But they still add subtitles, <laughs> and the subtitles say, "What do you mean?" That's <laughs> really funny. And so then they go to she they they go so do you guys know why they go to this house I'm trying to remember uh they go to this heroin crack house type place because they're uh, I don't know he kind of meets her there like they're outside of it when they meet yeah she they just meet there and she goes I know a very nice place to get heroin and that's all she says and they just go into the building that they meet at yeah and they walk in. And that's when they like. That's when they started torturing that dude, right? Uh oh yeah. Wasn't the guy the cheek, or is that later? Yeah, that's when they started doing this to my man. I think that might be later, actually. I guess later. Or is that? Am I wrong? I guess yeah, later. I think okay. that might be okay. later. Yeah. That's, this is where they talk to the heroin on. dealer okay. and the uh, okay, okay, and, the, and the, the heroin addict dude who's like they're trying to find the old man from before because in that torture scene with the hooks and stuff, uh, the old man's there watching because they're like, hey, this guy said you did it. And they, oh, Gigi, they look yeah. over. Yeah, Gigi. Gigi dipped. Yeah, they go over to look, just like basically like reference him, and be like, hey, he, he said you did it, and he's nowhere to be found. 
And so they were still looking yeah, for him, like, where, where do you go? Yeah. You know? He likes he likes to cause trouble and just dip weasel. before it, uh, yeah. you know, say anything. Yeah. He's slippery. He's slippery. Yeah, he's slippery, all right. It, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, GG actually means weasel in Japan? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm completely fucking with you guys. Like, no, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, no way. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I should know what weasel is in Japan, though. And is this is this where we find out the heroin addict guy like gets that plastic surgery to like make himself look different after he got kicked out of the gang, so they wouldn't like see that he's the same guy. That yeah. Oh, that's when they found him, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was all for naught. Uh huh. Yeah. This is when. So this is when they're in the the crack house, like confronting him, and then he uh he also says that Ichi's the one who killed the head honcho Anjo. Yeah. Good little rhyme right there. Uh. And, <laughs> Bars. I didn't want to hear that though. <laughs> and then uh, Kagihara is uh, basically like this very weird dynamic where he's like, oh, like Anjo was like the dude who beat me the best. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he, he really gave it to me. Yeah, you start figuring out that he like he likes Anjo for a different reason. He likes he likes when he beat him. You know, he likes to be submissive to him and get beat yeah. by him. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's a sexual thing or not. But it's like definitely a sadistic man. Yeah, he, likes he just likes getting whooped. Mm-hmm. No, he's the masochist. I think Ichi's the sadist. I don't know. I feel like I don't even know. Yeah, it's it's a very I don't know. Ichi even has a word for him. He's just completely it's a new type of human being. He's just, he's just an Incel. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he is like a, just a sadistic incel, and yeah, and then I think that the other guy is a masochist, and it's kind of like a weird bromance yeah. going on. It's a y- y- yin and yang going on. Over it's here. truly the yin and yang. Uh, so speaking of Ichi, uh, we get another rape scene, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's it's the crying waiter. It's the uh, you know the dude from the brothel. So you start putting pieces together. You start figuring out who's who. Um, he's also the you know the guy who nut nut in the bush from the very first scene. Yeah, yeah, he's wearing the same fit, same same balcony, same same, same Greek goblin fit, and he uh, he likes to watch the rape happen. Unfortunately, um, he's got a kink. But, but you see this time, you see this time that he gets a boner. So you're like, oh, yeah, so that's they, they, he really foc- like Takashi really focuses in on that uh, aspect of it. Yeah, he's like itching his crotch, you know, feeling out his 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 wood, and then. Uh, all of a sudden, he, so so this this dude who's raping this girl, he hears a noise and he goes over and he's like, "What, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing standing there?" And um, Ichi starts to cry like he does, and um, all of a sudden this blade comes out of his heel of his shoe, and dude just slices this guy from you know hot dog style top down from the head, and uh, the dude like both his halves just split open. And it's again, it's pretty bad CGI, but it's a pretty cool scene. Like peeling a banana. Yeah, he just slices this dude in half. Yeah, Ichi's got the uh, the air maxes with the blade, the blade insert. So uh, initially, Ichi goes up to the girl, and he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm here. Like, I'm going to protect you. Like, I, I saved you from this guy. Like your hero. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then initially, uh, like playing along with it and like going with what Ichi's saying, but uh, at the drop of a dime, she gets a baseball bat out and tries to like hit him with it, and Ichi just goes like reaction and slices her neck, and it's like a really uh, bloody scene where there's just, there's just blood spurting everywhere. It's like practical mm-hmm. effects actually this time, not the bad CGI. Yeah. It's really really cool scene, but also really fucked up. So. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to go that way. And then it just goes. I sent a clip in the chat, and it's um from Dragon Ball Z. I, d- I just watched it. it d- yeah, when Trunks splits the dude in half, it's the same. 
Except it's much cornier in the movie because it's real life. See <laughs> how animation mediums just work better sometimes. Yeah, it's happens. okay though. I was living for it. Like I said, you're not gonna win them all, mm. but the practical effects were very fun. So yeah. yeah, after this whole incident, uh, Ichi runs away, uh, and we are treated with Kakihara, mm. who just cut his tongue off for this group, getting kicked kicked out of the group officially. Yeah. Uh, the Anjo group, even though he just literally like made himself a mute. I can't even talk if you have. A, I guess you can talk a little bit, but yeah, he only he didn't cut off his whole tongue. He just cut off like the front half. Yeah. He kind of he's kind of got like a speech yeah, impediment, can... I guess. Yeah, definitely the best best body part to cut though. You you think so? It yeah. just they heal fast. Tongues do. Yeah. Oh. They just heal fast because they're kind of like located inside your body more so. I, I would I would pick a finger, like a pinky finger. I just know like probably. anything like mouth stuff, like the way that your lip will heal in an afternoon. Like I think your tongue will heal pretty fast too. It's got those crazy crazy cells up in there. Don't quote me on that because I'm not a muscle expert. But <laughs> we we your tongues are muscles. We we like we said before, we are trash experts. We are not uh, scientists. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't ask me about no actual academic stuff. That is not that type of stuff. I did a science yeah. report on popcorn one. Oh, that's dope. Look at that. That's dope. Foreshadowing to the podcast. Kinetic yeah. energy, baby. Yeah, something like that. That's all that is. So, something <laughs> thermal energy. I don't know how it works. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some nerds. In, dancing. Nerds in the chat <laughs> telling us about uh, cell theory and limb re- regeneration and all that. So we'll get an earful about uh, what actually happens with uh, fingers and tongues getting cut off. Yeah, and how accurate? How how accurate? This is gonna be some video that comes out. How accurate is the tongue cut in Ichi the Killer? <laughs> An expert tries cutting off his tongue to show you Mythbusters. Mythbusters. <laughs> they're, they're gonna try out cutting the person in half like a banana. Yep. Try it all. Just straight torture. <laughs> Live leak. So uh, we then after this whole Kakihara getting kicked out scene, which is pretty sick. Uh, Kakihara gets kicked out, and he's like, you know what? Fuck y'all! I'm bringing my homies with me. Yep. So he takes all takes all the homies, like basically half the Anjo group Squad. comes and Mobbed like up. joins up with Kakihara. So he's basically has his own syndicate now. He's cool. He's he's yep. he's good group shot. Oh, one of the best shots in the film. Yeah, when they're walking through. Uh, I don't know what city it is. Kakihara is like, if any if any of you want to leave, you know, now's your chance. <laughs> pussy. He's like, he raises his hand. He's like, uh, I'll, I'll I'll return the ceremonial chalice that I was used to like you know be inducted. And Kakiara takes his like his uh his like his like knitting needle weapon little needle things. Ken, Ken what's that called? Senbon. A senbon. A senbon. He takes bun. one and just stabs this dude's foot into a, like into a uh, plank of wood. He's just like, yeah, you're gonna quit. Yeah. yeah. So the dude's just walking with the group with this piece of wood slapping on the ground. Oh, the way he's just dragging his leg. This is some so ta- Takashi Miike humor right there. That's like just good. Love his it. type of humor for sure. It's so sick. Love it. And then we see Mr. Ichi himself and who who else but Gigi is uh, his father figure. Mm-hmm. Is this the Tekken scene? Yeah, yeah. I think he's playing Tekken. <laughs> he's, he is, he, uh, who, do you, who do you think he mains, Ken? He probably mains um, bro, I don't know because it was like, that's like PS2 Tekken. Bro, he probably mains like somebody like low-key with like hacks like Kazuya or something i don't know <laughs> he's got hacks though tekken's sick tekken's pretty yeah, cool it's still sick yeah. i'm just so bad at fighting games i'm trash at fighting games i just be watching they're cool to watch trash. but like who's got time to remember all those fucking combos yeah when i i remember 
13th birthday, I got Marvel vs. Capcom. I played online one round. And they, they shit on you? I, I almost deleted my Xbox Live. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want this. God. If I'm playing a fighting game, it's gotta be Smash. And they don't call, don't say that to the fighting game community. Oh, yeah, no, I'll get It's not a fighting game, it's a party. <laughs> it's another discourse for another day. Oh. There we go. When they make the Smash movie, I'm sure they will after the Mario movie did so well. We'll watch the Smash movie. We'll talk about it. <laughs> a Mario movie? But, Next uh, episode? I'm trying to watch it. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. Did you, did you see it, Ken? Yeah, I did. Is it good? I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun film. It seems like it'd be like, yeah, like fun. It was fun. I thought Bowser was like, hey, Bowser, and so it was fun. Mr. Ichi with Gigi and uh, playing Tekken, and Ichi is basically explaining about how, uh, or we, we get the backstory of uh, Ichi, uh, sort of, about uh, how he uh, witnessed a girl getting raped in school, and yeah, uh, well, she was initially trying to save Ichi from getting bullied by a bunch of uh, hoodlum kids. I don't know why it's my word today, but... Uh, she gets confronted by the kids that were harassing Ichi, and they go to assault her, and mm-hmm. Ichi is forced to watch. So uh, we get a little uh, insight into his uh, his weird tendencies towards watching that stuff happen in uh, yeah. his weird fetish. Ichi's crying and shit, and Gigi's like, it's okay, you wanted to help her, right? And then Ichi goes, no, I wanted to rape her as well. And so you're like, oh. Yeah, he is quite the messed up individual. Yeah. I was like, okay, Alexa, play sicko mode. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's uh, mm-mm. not good. So after, so after we get, uh, we get some backstory on Ichi, we return back to Kakihara, who is uh now with uh not only did he leave the Andro gang, he's got Andro's girl too, Karen, who is now basically mm-hmm. Kakihara's girl. They both realize they both like to uh, they like to beat each other up, and they're into that BDSM stuff. Uh, yeah. So uh, to each his own. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is when they start uh, to. Ken, this is your favorite scene where they start pulling on the guy's <laughs> face and uh, yeah, <laughs> doing some torture. Yeah, they're interrogating this Turn man. Turn my man into Reed Richards, looking like Mister Fantastic. <laughs> Stretched his poor face. That was some good practical effects, though, for sure. Yeah. Stretch mm-hmm. Armstrong up in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that's so, when it was like, okay, this is some Cronenberg crap right here. Mm-hmm. Do do we know why they're doing? Do we know why they're doing this guy? There's being dickheads. Uh, was, I think I think they were just interrogating him. Like they, we, yeah. we aren't told who he was, but we just I, I my assumption was that they were just you know asking around, hey, where's the boss? Who who killed the boss? Or where's Ichi? You know? Yeah, just on, on the yeah. hunt still. And they just turned the game out of it because they're sick. Yeah. Well, it turns out they play a different game yep. right after this. Yeah, we get cool montage right here. It's uh, more some, some more Hellraiser type shit. Uh, yeah. Karen's like punching him in the stomach and like going to town on him. He's like bleeding out of his mouth and getting punched and everything. And mm-hmm. isn't he still say like, "Oh, Anjo was better." Yeah. Yeah. Kakihara was like. Yeah, he was not impressed. No. Kakihara is like he's, he's he's looking for that high. He's like he's chasing. He can't find it. You know. Yeah. He needs yep. it. He needs his fix. Yeah, and he's starting to get desperate. Mm-hmm. He's starting to feel empty. Yep, he needs it. You can see, you can kind of see the desperation starting to get into his body. The more he started running into brick walls. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, after we just got that foreshadowing of Ichi, he uh, gets uh, confronted with his not really his past, but like he gets a uh, reflection on his own experience where he sees a kid getting bullied by a bunch of other kids, mm-hmm. and he. Uh, 
starts watching it happen, starts crying because he's always crying and uh, always crying. Yeah, he's got the he's got a quite he he has a very. I don't know. His cry face makes me mad. You just want to punch this guy. Yeah. You're like, you just want to kind of. He, he sucks. You just kind of want to. You want to like shake him and like make him like not be the way he is being. <laughs> yeah, they casted a great guy. Yeah. Because he has such a punchable. He's, he's face. such a bitch. He is. But yeah, so he sees these kids beating him up. He starts crying. The kids come up. They're like, what's the matter? Stop crying, you know? Like, yeah. what the, like, what, they're what the starting to bully him a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, he starts, start, he starts whipping these kids. He starts be- beating one of them up. He, like, kicked the and, one uh, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Hit him, with, hit him with a spin kick. Thank God his blade wasn't out. Oh, my God. Yeah, he didn't kill him. I know, but not the Ichi kick. Ichi kick. He didn't beat him like, up. And then this is this is where uh, this is where we find out. You know, he's wearing, like, a number one on his back. And uh, I think Kent was saying something about yeah ichi's number one in the japanese numericals yeah yeah our uh me and evans dumbass did not know that (laughs) epic american moment guys yeah but also that's like me walking around the shirt says evan on the front of it why would i do that no No, i mean that's funny you say that because i feel like they know that because in the the dragon ball z anime the characters will wear a shirt that just has their name on it and it's in english So I feel like they know. They just wrote it in English to like spite the American fans. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. His name actually means one. Unlike when I said Gigi means uh, I don't remember what I said. Weasel. Weasel. You liar. <laughs> Fake news. I'm gonna call you Gigi, Trevor. <laughs> But uh, I guess Evan, you, like you, you forget about like baseball teams. They wear their names on the back True. of their jerseys. So. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. So maybe, maybe Ichi was getting back from a soccer practice. Oh, Gigi is an insulting term for an old man. Oh, okay, but still, so, okay. He, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So he picked the names, kind Wait, of. Is his name actually Gigi, or is that just what people he, call him? Like, oh, it might just be what they call him. <laughs> oh, you're right, it they might just be. Call him Gigi. But they, they all were calling him Gigi, so I just assumed that was his name. But yeah, just like that creepy old guy on the block, everyone just calls him old creep. That's his name, old coot. Can, <laughs> yeah. You should for real get the uh, the Blu-ray with the audio commentary. I feel like you get a lot out of it because yeah. they have the manga writer. I that sounds so dope. And I'm sitting here like it's funny you said it because I'm reading like some of the behind the scenes about it too about the. Um, the festival when they premiered it and stuff and how they had to give out barf bags yeah really that's crazy yeah the lore is interesting yeah. they got banned in norway malaysia and germany and a couple other countries too interesting yeah so that's some interesting fun mm-hmm. facts about the movie yeah. there we go mm-hmm. yeah so uh after hitting the kid he like runs away he's you know blinded with rage and um he goes into a room and he sees a bunch of uh yakuza members and he thinks they all look like uh, the bullies that, you know, bullied him and raped that girl from his, his past. And uh, so he goes in there. He, he murders all these guys with, you know, with his blade. Just just murks them all. Yeah, he's he, uh, light work with him. Easy. Yeah, with ease. It also, I, I put my notes. He cries whenever he's killing anybody. He just cries so much. He's crying basically 90% of this movie. <laughs> so, well, yeah. So the little kid from before that he saved goes into the room, sees him come out, and he goes in there, and he's like, whoa, what the fuck did this guy do? He just murdered a bunch of people. That's nuts. Yeah, and he, he's kind of impressed, not gonna lie. He's like, mm-hmm. man, this guy, this guy's kind of badass. Yeah, but it turns out all those guys that Ichi killed were uh, members of the Anjo group. Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh... Kakihara's boys. Kakihara's yeah. boys, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah. After after Ichi kills the Anjo group guys or the Kakihara refugees, I don't yeah. know what you can call them. Yeah, his boys. His boys. Uh, Ichi uh, heads their brothel like any sane person would go after killing a bunch of people, I guess. For sure. And uh, get his dick wet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't you guys? Don't you guys? You know, do the same thing after you kill a bunch of people? Yeah, you're like, fuck, man, I'm horny now. 
Yeah. Duh. <laughs> uh, but uh, he gets thrown out immediately from the brothel owner for uh, being. What, what, what did they say he did? Something he was, weird. Like, they were saying like he puked, he puked all over the floor a girl and, like, or something. Or yeah. that's some crazy shit. I've been there, bro. He just like me when I say. <laughs> <laughs> He's. They probably just kicked him out because he was crying too much. Honestly. Yeah, bro. You're scaring the hoes. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Relatable content, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, while he's getting beat up, this guy who uh, he's honestly one of the coolest dudes in the movie. He uh, he gets a phone uh, in the beginning of the movie. He get, he's the one who got that phone call. Uh, yeah. And initial initially that we don't really hear much of, but uh, mm-hmm. he saves uh, Ichi because he rem- remembers when he was getting beat up back when he was younger. A lot of a lot of flashbacks going on in this movie at yep, this point. Yeah, a lot of flashbacks. But uh, he uh, sees himself in Ichi and saves him, and he takes him out to get some ramen noodles. And also coincidentally, this guy is the dad of the kid that Ichi saved from the bullies yep. a little bit ago mm-hmm. but we he does not know that this whole occurrence happened or anything like that he's unaware of that yeah okay did you mm-hmm. guys think it was so dope how like the characters like as the, the you know the second act is progressing and the third act is starting to come in how they're starting to just connect oh yeah yeah all the characters so that by the end oh, yeah. it's just like yeah like it starts off kind of like a little confusing but like eventually like even if you don't get the names down you start you start figuring yeah. out who's who you put like, names to faces and all that stuff, yep. and it just yeah. it, it follows. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good story. It is. It's a good story. Yeah. Pretty good. And and the two the two main characters are so like interesting and unique and like unlike anything in like western uh, a lot of west most western uh media in terms of like protagonist antagonist uh yeah, they're not allowed to, to write like them this way come and kill what is that like yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And, it, and if you do it's a very nihilist like uh taxi driver yeah. type situation like these guys are like interesting because they're not just like your typical like nihilistic like i hate everything type dudes like they're right. like they're just interesting different they're different yeah but uh ichi comes back to uh his father figure Gigi's house and he's like crying because of all like the killing he's been doing and just he's been living he's been living the 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 he's down bad he's down bad right now uh, he's hitting rock bottom, but uh, Gigi, he uh, is basically saying like, "No, those are the guys who, or these are the guys that bullied you and raped those that girl. Like, mm-hmm. it's a good thing you did this." Yeah. And he hands some pictures of the guys too, and like said, "Look how similar they look. Like, they're the same person." You, you start figuring out that Ichi's kind of doing what Gigi like wants him to do. And what what is Ichi's reaction to this? He just goes. My dick is standing up. Oh, yeah. I would react the same way, right? What about you guys? Yeah? He's just, like, touching his boner again. He goes, my dick is just standing a normal, up. Just normal guy things. Ladies, if there are any ladies watching, this is how it is to be a guy. No. Kent, I can, I can assure you there's no ladies watching this. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> no, not even our girlfriends. They're not supporting nope. <laughs> Yeah, surprisingly, we all have girlfriends. <laughs> Mine says to me all the time, it is it is a fascination. It is a miracle that you get girls. I was like, dang. <laughs> I think so I look all right, but all right. Fine. Shut up, King. Yeah. Ken, don't let her put you down, man. Come on. I said, girl, I'm the prize. Yeah. Ken, oh, Ken's got right. a fresh cut right now. He's he's Right, be careful. Careful. I'm gonna call up Doja Cat. No. <laughs> we we only we only call up the best looking guests on our pod. Only. Pretty boy pod. <laughs> <laughs> 
so uh, we realize that Gigi is kind of pulling the whole strings of basically everything in this movie at this point. Like, it, we're, it's not like explicitly stated here, but we start yeah. piecing it together yeah. that, oh man, this guy is up to something. He's, you know, Weasel. Mm-hmm. He, Gigi is Weasel. Yeah. Next scene, we see Karen um, playing a board game with Gigi. And uh, you're like, wow, he's, he's really getting around. He's kind of talking to everybody, everyone, you know. You're starting to see how everyone's connected. And uh, he had Karen leak info to Kakihara yeah. um, that Long, the partner of uh, the heroin addict from before, has something to do with Ichi and the killing of the boss and stuff. So Kakihara sends uh, these two brothers after um, after Long to go find him. And these two brothers, they also look like just complete... You know, these are anime characters the, right here. Yeah, <laughs> anime characters. Through and through. <laughs> through and through. Everything they do... The fact that they're twins is some anime <laughs> crap, bro. Everything. But yeah, so uh, Gigi tells Karen to pass along that fake intel. So you're like, oh, you know, it, it was fake. Yeah. You know, Gigi's pulling the strings again. They're cooking it up right now. Mm-hmm. And then Karen uh, Karen takes interest in Ichi. She starts asking questions about, um, I guess, just what, what he's like yeah. and stuff. And it, she, you, and, you kind of assume that she's kind of doing what Kakihara like would want her to do at this point like she's kind of like yeah. trying to get info because kakihara is on the search for ichi because he knows that mm-hmm. oh like these guys are saying that ichi might have killed mr uh anjo yeah. so she's kind of doing that maybe maybe if she does this and they find out that anjo's dead he'll like drop it and he, he can start loving her a little better mm-hmm. treat her a little bit better yeah so gg reveals that um ichi was in fact never bullied so all of the uh his flashback that we've been referencing and you see multiple times ends up being fake. Turns out he actually killed his parents and he lost his memory after that. And, you know, he just convinced himself that he was bullied to kind of, you know, suppress the memory of him killing his parents. And Gigi, who we thought was like his dad, his father figure, he's just there to feed him some bullshit whenever he needs uh, to get a job done and he needs Ichi to kill a bunch of people. So he'll just be like, oh, these people were the ones that bullied you earlier. And so Ichi just goes and kills him. And then we see that Gaslight girl boss Gatekeep. Exactly. Gigi's motto. That's that's Gigi. Mm -hmm. And then we see that Karen has a flashback, and it seems that she was the one that was getting raped uh, in Ichi's memory. And so she thinks that Gigi was the one that hypnotized her, too. Yeah. So, yeah, after, like, at this point, she's starting to, like, have the same delusions that Ichi is having because we never end up really finding out if this whole thing is complete bullshit Mm -hmm. but we kind of it could have happened I mean I feel like if those traumatic experiences happened to you to you in your life you might be more susceptible to being uh like manipulated I know that like people that have had traumatic traumatic experiences in their childhood and stuff are definitely more susceptible to being hypnotized in the first place. Mm -hmm. So uh, after this whole sequence, we get uh, we get to see the two brothers. uh, They they found uh, they found this prostitute that is one of Long's uh, girls. He's like kind of like a pimp type character, Mm -hmm. and they this is a quite an extreme scene. Probably the most. wince-inducing scene of the movie yeah. for me at least it was because uh what, 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 what's going on here evan what, what? yeah so these uh the the two brothers like to the two twins bring this girl from outside the club they take her and they have her her nipples tied up on these like ropes and they have her like tied up and they have the, her, her nipples are like being pulled and one of them takes like a like a like a knife or like a broken piece of glass or something. It's like a box box cutter yeah. type looking thing. And he just runs it along the table and slices uh, her nipples off, and it's really 
And not just that, I mean, it's bad enough as it is imagining that happening, but like the sound of it running across the table, it's like nails on a chalkboard never been that bad for me, in my opinion. Like it's never been like that sound, but metal scraping against metal is always Uh, really just. Nah, because when I saw that scene coming, I literally hit the volume down button. (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh, It was not great. No, I think that's one of the worst like phenomena of sound up there with i guess this isn't a sound phenomenon but like the the feeling of biting a fork oh i don't know if you guys are like yeah like been, that that feeling is oh we're chewing on tin foil have you ever oh, oh yeah oh mm-mm, just mm-mm. that's the worst mistake you made when you're 10 years old <laughs> oh uh-huh. yeah oh uh, that's making me cringe right now yeah uh, I so you can that. still feel that i can, can feel, feel it in your teeth uh, I, I get i'd rather have constant brain freeze in here seriously that. yeah but so uh, Jiro, one of the twins, they're trying to again, they're trying to find Long, so that's why I took her in the first place. But oh, they're they're trying to find some Long for yeah. sure. <laughs> Jiro's, he's like, don't worry, I'll, I I know what to do. He takes these like dog ears out and puts them on and goes over and just just sniffs her crotch. Smells yeah, just the sniffs penis. her crotch. He goes, yep, Long was there. It's nothing but anime <laughs> bullshit. Anime bullshit. For the rest right of the movie, mom. he's got these ears on his head. Yeah, too. he did not take them off, y'all. He yeah. <laughs> no, he wanted to wear them. <laughs> when I tell you, they stayed on, boy. I, I, sh- I should have rewatched the audio commentary for this episode. I, I've seen it before in the past. I watched that, the movie twice in preparing for this. So I just was like, I can't watch it. Spend another two hours watching this again. <laughs> uh, but I remember there being something really interesting going on with the uh, that scene because I think that they tried to like actually like have a dog to like do it, but they just ran out of money to like hire a dog or something was going on with a dog, and so they uh, just were like yeah, let's get some like some dog ears and just have the guy do it. <laughs> and like, okay, but yeah, so uh, Kakihara and uh, the the twins go and find Log and they chase after him. And um, the two boys are chasing after them. You know, Kakihara kind of catches them off guard. You know, and then him, him, you know they they face off. And uh, Long like Kakihara's like hit me. You know, and Long like hits him a couple times. Kakihara has the most swagged out Hulk Hogan no sell. He's just like brushes yeah. that shit off. Like that, that shit don't phase me. He literally just adjusts the suit, pops the collar. <laughs> yeah, he literally just you know fixes himself. And then takes his snake bites out. That's what he does. And then he re- reveals that fucking oh, yeah. monster. You can tell this came out in the two thousands. He was listening to uh, Farad in the Ashes, and he's just like, <laughs> it was so sick. He takes his snake bites off, and we and it's this giant like monster mouth he has. It's like we thought they're just scars, ends up being extensions of his on his his lips. Yeah, and, he's uh, got he went dragon mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. I'm trying. I'm trying the best way to think, like, to explain it. It's, I don't know. It's like he turned his mouth to a black hole and he just straight just, I don't know, man. He just ate his fist. I mean, it was like, it was, yeah, yeah. it was a Yoshi impression, man. Like, I don't know. Sucks. Was, like, he just sucked it <laughs> up. Long comes in with like that, but that punch and Kakihara just cuts him off. Bro, and that hand was, in his mouth. Yeah. And then he just did, and we started Bro. chomping down. I was like, oh God. And he, when he's just, oh, mangled. Mangled. <laughs> And, and then the hand comes out, the hand comes out, and it's like all mangled. The practical effects mm-hmm. re- really mess. It looks like a, it looks like a gore, like like actual real gore footage type. It's yeah, dude, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel like the practical effects because the CGI yep. was so bad, the practical effects just made up for yeah. it. Because I love that. I the hand was so fleshy, and they they, they, so they brought it back in a later scene where they, when they're t- like they're torturing him later, like his hand's still like that too. Come on, continuity, yeah. love Good it. Catch. 
Then we get a scene of uh, yeah. Keneko, the uh, the dad from the very first scene who was on the phone call. Phone call, dude. Um, who, phone and call, the guy dude. took Ichi out to get ramen. We see his kid. He has something in his hand, and he's just waving it up, waving around, holding it up, and all of a sudden, a crow snatches it up, and then the bird flies over... Uh, Karen's car and takes a dump on it. It just shits right on her window. And then that, that brings us to the next scene. Shit on your window. Keep transitioning right there. Evan, you want to lead us into the Karen Ichi encounter now? This is what's, what, what's coming up next, right? We get this pretty cool transition from the crow snatching that food up to then uh, shitting on Karen's window. And this is Ichi. And um, she drives because there's shit in her window and just she hits Ichi with her car. <laughs> It's very awkward, yeah. <laughs> very uncomfortable for a watcher. Yeah, and then Karen's trying to like remind her, remind Ichi about how they know each other because you know she's putting two and two together from her encounter with Gigi. Yeah, she's going way too and, far uh, with it. She tries to like seduce Ichi um, with like a rape and murder fantasy. It's yeah. really weird. And then Ichi gets a boner, and it's like okay BDSM, but then it's and then she's just like oh, but I wanted him to cut my legs off. Ugh. It's really weird. And then, and then, and Ichi's over there drooling, and I'm like, oh, yeah. God. It reminds me, remember, I don't know if you guys know the whole story about those, like, German cannibals who, like, met up with each other and ended up eating each other to death. Like, they, like, consented to do that together. Oh, like, pen pal type deal? I think I did yeah. hear about that. And they were just, it like, It reminds buddy, me buddy, somewhat yeah. of that. But also, then she, mm-hmm. like, she go, She realized it's gone too far, and she's like, whoa, 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 stop right now. This is, I'm not the person you think I am. Like, stop, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. And then... Ichi has already gone too far already. He's got the the boots on. Yeah. He's got the, the. She's giving him that that, that Gluck Gluck three thousand, and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like, "Bro, stop!" And then he he uh got that boot out, slices that foot off. Oh yeah, he like yeah, she starts hobbling on one foot like. <laughs> she just walks away, and the foot's Bro. still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> love that effect. So, so funny. And then Ichi so comes funny. after her and does the same thing from the last girl, where he just does a spin kick to the That's neck and close up, blood flying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Done. And then it, right, right then she remembers that in her like rape flashback that the boy watching wasn't actually Ichi and she's like, "Oh damn." So it's just yeah. all kinds of rape happening in this movie for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's multiple times in my notes at the beginning where I'm like I do not like sexual violence in the middle of my notes is like I still don't like sexual violence. No, and you you get it a lot and it it doesn't get easier to watch. No. It's still very it's very uncomfortable. Oh, it's almost like I hate when they put those many scenes. It's like I feel like at this point you're appeasing the people who like it and I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of, kind of, it's kind of an icky feeling. Don't glorify it. You know, you you got to demonize it. It has to clearly be demonizing. Yeah. yeah. Ichi, Ichi sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a fan. Ichi is not just no. like me. I was He's wrong. not like yeah. me for real. <laughs> like, like a quarter of the movie, the way through the movie, Ken texted us and said, Ichi is just like me. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, having, I having, having seen the movie already, I'm like, oh god! Like, I, I, I just figured he. I hope he, I hope he does not identify with this man. So, like, I, got, I was already telling you guys this, but I, I was like confusing the characters. I thought like Kakihara was Ichi and Ichi was Kakihara, oh, and so, too. so when, when Ken yeah. sent that text, I figured he was just talking about Kakihara and not Ichi. But like looking back, I'm like, damn, he's really talking about Ichi. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back, guys. I'm sorry for my actions. This guy was doing notes at apology after. No, seriously. Like I owe I owe so many different communities apologies. The, the come on Bush community. Everybody. I'm sorry. 
the, the one the the one legged community <laughs> the one legged community the battered women of Japan who somewhat like it community nope I'm good, good. Nah, I'm not Ichi <laughs> all right so then so then uh, after this whole incident we go back to the uh, office of the Yakuza Anjo I guess they're not really Anjo at this point. Uh, Andre's basically done at this point. It's just kind of yeah. It's just kind of last people standing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then so they they got they got long tied up in there, and they're doing like kind of like they, they got the needles in his face, right? I mean, it was just throwing them. Yeah, I always got to make a really stupid reference to being in Catholic school, and we were like our school was so like because they didn't have like books, we had to buy our own books. Dang. So like, Y'all, like yeah, so we had to buy our own books. And, like, for some reason, they would make us get these book covers with them. And with these book covers, I would always tie my pencils around them and, like, spin them around. Oh, like the, the little and elastic it reminds ones? me of, like, the needles in the face. Oh, yeah. I used to love those. They were, like, and, um, and, like they were like stockings, like, you can get at, at the shoe yeah, store. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever remember, like, putting, the, like, putting a pencil in it and, like, tying it up and spinning it around? Or am I... Unfortunately, I was an airhead kid. Who yeah, did that, yes. so that... That, <laughs> 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 that, that really obscure reference is what... It, this yeah. reminds me of the needles in the guy's face. That's what yeah, it looks got, like. Kind of, yeah. He's so got all sh- these, like, uh, knitting needles stuck in his face, you know. The the, 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 the Kakihara special yeah. is what I put in my notes. Yeah, it had him looking like that little <laughs> pushpin thing. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you talking about Pinhead from Hellraiser? Yeah, literally, he looked like Pinhead. Mm-hmm. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Alright, and then, uh, so, uh, Kakihara gets a phone call now, right? Yep. And he's, uh, they're saying, like, it's basically, is is, is it Gigi that calls I him? think it's Gigi that calls. Yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, uh, they're like basically like, yeah, Ichi killed Anjo. Uh, so, Kakihara's like, well, this is all kind of useless at this point. So he's like, alright, Give me the give me the scissors. Give me the garden or what is it? Not garden scissors, but the like, garden shears. The craft scissors oh, okay. for crafting. And he's, oh, I hate that. He's like, yeah, uh, in you know, in a uh, fucking uh, Big Big Lebowski when they had the scene. Cut off your Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tomorrow we come back and we cut off your Johnson. Excuse me. I said we cut off your junction. <laughs> the, the, the scene in Big Lebowski where he's getting chased in the dream. Yeah, and he gets drugged by the porn guy. Yeah, yeah. It's literally like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But it, it, yeah, I don't it's think Lee like chasing yeah. all the <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think they go through with that part. I think they get distracted, right? Because. Uh, mm-hmm. This is when his face G- yeah Gigi is down there. And, oh, Gigi's on the phone. They they basically reveal that Gigi's calling everybody. He's basically yeah. like, "Oh, he's here!" Blah, blah blah blah, pulling the strings. And one of the bodyguards sees him, and uh, they chase so after him. Right? He chases after him down to the basement, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Now I've got you, bitch, because you're an old man." And he's like, psych, I'm actually, like, jacked. I look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 80s. Bro, this is the worst CGI in the movie, I think. It's like, yeah. it no, looks like no, such a... This, this one's charming. I like it. They, just, like they it. just take Gigi's face and just put it on, like, a bodybuilder's body. <laughs> it, it, it looks like the, the Snapchat filter with, like, the the, 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 body, the, the bodybuilder Snapchat filter. It's so funny. 
It's so goofy. I literally wrote my notes. What is this Baki bullshit? Like, he looks, <laughs> he looks like he just went Super Saiyan, like straight up. Just, and then, bro, that's his moment. It's his time to shine. So right when they're about to cut off the uh, Long's, the Long Johnson from Long, uh, mm-hmm. they hear a slam <laughs> on the door and they go out to look, and it's the dude that came down to confront each or Gigi, and he's all like broken basically like they ripped all his bones off or like broke all his bones mm-hmm. and uh they're like oh shit things are about to get real now. yeah that part was crazy mm-hmm. yeah dude he folded that dude and if you ever look up a picture of Yamcha of dragon ball z when he gets killed he literally looked like that like he was just like just crumpled over yeah i'm like <laughs> what happened to buddy he's dead and, and uh, the funny thing about that guy is he was my favorite Yakuza member because he was like almost just like playing a caricature of a Yakuza member. He just kept going, <laughs> 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 it was like it was like don't play Yakuza, don't play Yakuza guy. Just play what an American would think a Yakuza guy is like. Yeah. And loved it. Literally. I feel like if we weren't watching with subtitles and like we knew Japanese, we still wouldn't able, oh, be able to understand what nope. this guy was saying no. the entire movie. Gigi, Gigi, what do you call it? Gigi, Gigi, loved it. Sound like a JoJo character. It was incredible. That's so sick. And then he just folded my dude, frumpled yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. No, he was doing. He ain't shit. No, cooked him, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, we see Ichi looking through um, all these pictures of the bullies, and they and it turns out like they're. Um, they're all like the dead ones so far, and they're all the ones that we've saw like that were um Anjo members. And so there's only a couple left, and it's just the two brothers and uh Kakihara, and the Kakihara's the last one. Um, so Gigi tells him that uh Keniko, um, the guy that bought him the ramen and the guy from the very first scene, uh, is his long lost older brother, and she'd be told hi when you see him. That was weird, yeah, okay, kind of weird, yeah, yeah. And then Kaneko uh yells, Ichi from like the top of the stairs and Ichi hears it and he goes my brother mm-hmm. so he's he's like easily manipulated he already thinks this guy's his brother like right away yeah so stupid yeah clearly his brain's just broken and then he overhears his son who Ichi saved from the bullies earlier in the movie basically saying like oh Ichi that's the guy who saved me he's like yeah. my boy like he's like who I look up to he's my idol and he gets all pissed off and like mad because it's like this my son like idolizes this weirdo and like I think it's a it's just frustration of himself because he's like not the dad he needs to be for his son. Yep, but he's doing it to pro- provide for his son, mm-hmm. but his son doesn't understand that because he's trying to keep secrets from him and just have to yeah. live this normal life. It's very conflicting. Yeah, and I'm like, dang, is the the director like going through something with his like being a father? Because mm. I don't know the way in the third act of this movie they really went into this dude. Ta- uh, not Takayama. What's his name? Kaneko? Kaneko. And then they just went all into the psyche of him and being a father, and then the parallels yeah. between him and the kid, and then the kid being, becoming like the main, almost like one of the main characters of the third act of the movie. I was like, dang, this almost just feels like a whole nother lesson just kind of being spit out yeah. here at the end. But it worked, mm-hmm. though. I, and, and all the way to how it ended, and we'll talk about that in a second, but I like the way it flowed, starting with the kid's introduction going yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah. To, to parallel that, it's uh, if you watch his, uh, Mike's other movie, Audition, there's also some like familial uh, trauma going on there because in the movie, the main character's wife died, Love and it. it's about him like dealing with his son or his daughter and all this other stuff, and 
Okay. That's a whole other movie, but I'm sure we'll cover it at some point. We'll get Kent back on yeah, to for sure. explore hey. more of Takashi right. Miike. Yeah, man. I need yeah. to watch more of his films now, because yeah. I am I am into it. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. Sure. We'll, we'll have to cover yeah. more, for sure. Uh, let's get to the ending, though. Yeah. What's going on? So, um... <sighs> so, me... So just to, lay, just to lay out the the setting a bit, um, most of these scenes take place in this like big, very big like apartment complex. It's almost like a uh, like a project yeah. housing project. Yeah, and yeah. so like, have you ever seen the movie New Jack City? It's like that. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, a bunch of or or, yeah. or Judge Dredd kind of. Yeah, or like, Judge yeah. Dredd. That's a good. Yeah, one so too, you can yeah. kind of see down. Everyone, everything kind of looks toward the middle, and there's like some stairs, and there's like balconies and stuff. Um, but so we see Kakihara and one of the brothers looking um for the other one. And the brother just stops and goes, oh, Jiro's dead. I had this feeling the last time someone died. But he's, like, just no-selling it. He has, like, no emotion on his face. Classic <laughs> anime trope, once again. He goes, I had this feeling last I time. sense it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. Um, okay, you can sense his energy, Goku? Yeah. Okay. But so they, they rush back to the room, and they see that uh, the brother's dead. And then Ichi's there, and kills the other brother and so kakihara and keniko are like oh shit and they start running and ichi start chasing after him crying snot nose <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is this is when they run up to the um, like i love the bal- i love balconies in japanese movies it's always sick with like the fences on top i mm-hmm. love that setting and true and what's it's kakihara sick. is like his his like shirt is like crystals all over it. it's like glistening in the sun he looks sick and uh yep. yeah this is this is the final showdown the, the final showdown yeah good the bad and the ugly style uh the duel at the wow, end wow. And also kind of anticlimactic, to be honest. Uh, not that it's unsatisfying in the movie, but it's not a big showdown at the end. Like, no. it's interesting. They really go about this final showdown in a really interesting way. And well, let's get into it. Yeah, so Ichi and Kakihara, are, like, they, they catch up to each other. They meet each other on the roof. And they're, like, posed up. Ichi got the knife boot, you know. And then Kakihara with his, like, kneading needles. He's, they're both ready to face off. And all of a sudden, Kaneko shows up there with a gun. Oh, but did you see what he told them, though? What he said to Ichi? When he said, you're the greatest pervert of all time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That> was... <laughs> I, I, I honestly wish the uh, other guy was still alive to say that in Japanese. The other uh, Yakuza guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're the greatest pervert <laughs> of all time. <laughs> hentai, because pervert means hentai, so it would have been hentai. Hentai. <laughs> <I> saw this. <laughs> But yeah, so Ichi tries yeah, reason, reasoning with Keneko, calling him like brother and shit because that's what um, Gigi fed him. You don't, you don't do that. You don't. Nah, he puts two bullets in Ichi's legs, mm-hmm. and then Ichi slices Keneko in front of his kid. And uh, oh yeah, crazy. crazy. I said that I, I put my notes that this is the longest bleed out scene ever. I feel like it lasted <laughs> so long. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it, this this like last like this final duel is like. Cause I was rewatching again. I'm like, wow, there's still t- like 20 minutes left of the movie, and we're just getting the to the final end of the duel. scene, like pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he, he bled about 12 gallons of blood. <laughs> yeah, even though he sliced his jugular, there should have been like a, a pretty quick yeah. death. He's like, yeah, you yeah. know, for a minute. Yep. You gotta sell it. And then it's just when Ichi just starts bawling. Yeah, he starts. Yes, yeah, not coming out his face. Like Kent said, he's just crying and shit. Yeah, so that's when Kakiara is like, "What's the matter? You're the greatest pervert of all time." <laughs> <laughs> just a sick line <laughs> and, and this is when Kakihara's like uh wait this guy isn't as cool as I thought he was this whole mm. uh 
duel is kind of not what I wanted. I wanted it to be like, you know, like we're like literally like bashing each other and like I'm getting pleasure from getting whooped and whooping. Yeah, and Ichi's just being a little bitch. Like he's like, yeah. you know, was, was yep. like this isn't satisfying for anybody. And also Takashi, the kid, also learns that, oh wait, this guy that I looked up to sucks. Yeah. This guy is a weirdo freak. Uh and he starts kicking him. He starts kicking him while he's crying. Yeah. <laughs> It's so sick. And then, and then Kakihara is like, I've had enough of this. Like, he hears Ichi crying for, like, ten minutes straight, and he's like, all right, time to literally deafen myself of needles. Yeah, he, he takes his needles, and you get this, like, the shot of, like, the needles, like, going in his ear canal. It's, it's just, like Jimmy Neutron brain blast. Yeah, yeah literally. That felt like a 90s blast. rap video or something, like, where it zooms into the brain of, like, yeah. Snoop Dogg or something. I'm like, what is this? It's so sick. It, it, he deafens himself just so he doesn't listen to this yeah. bitch cry anymore. He's like, bro, I had enough of this. So this is done, bro. We're done. Mm-hmm. So uh, at this point, Ichi is like, oh, yeah, because Kakihara basically passes out after doing this to himself because, obviously, like, humans can't uh sustain that amount of pain uh of needles even a sadomasochistic like kakihara himself and so he he wakes up basically from passing out from this and he sees uh takashi is dead on the ground and uh ichi comes and just kicks kakihara right in the face with his boot and gives him a good little cut in the forehead yeah and he's like wobbling on the roof he's like teetering tottering he's like uh, about to fall down the hole of the uh, projects, the apartment complex, the mm-hmm. project. Uh, and uh, so he ends up falling. He uh, All the way to the bottom. He mm-hmm. comes tumbling down in slow motion mm-hmm. almost. Uh, yeah. Yep. He falls all the way to the floor. And then Gigi sees that and then runs down to, you know, look, find, get his body or look at it or whatever. And then he uh, looks up and sees Takeshi just kicking Ichi. And then he and he just runs away like a bitch. Yeah, Gigi really just left. Uh, he he kind of got what he wanted in this whole movie. Like, yeah, I guess you no. Know, Ichi or Gigi didn't really get what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, did y'all think Gigi looked like Gilbert Gra- Gottfried or? Is I can see it a he little really bit. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say that, but he totally looks like Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Rest in peace, man. Rest, Rest in, in peace. peace. Rest in peace. But I guess Gigi didn't really get what he wanted because at the end he's like hanging from a tree. Yeah. So so the, bef- the scene before that, like the ending final shot is we see Kakihara is chilling in this blue room with his monster mouth out. I didn't really know what that meant. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think this is like all a dr- like the last sequence was a dream, maybe. Yeah, it did. It just looked very like. So I don't know much about anime, but like that last scene where we see Kakihara it gave me like very much like anime vibe. Yeah. You know, it looked like he was out. just just posed yeah. up, kind of like looking yeah. back at the camera, like what up. And then we see this uh, like class on a field trip walking in the park and then we see they pass this tree and Gigi's hanging from it, you know, hung, he hung himself and then the field trip walks past it and then yeah. Ichi's the chaperone, I guess. Yeah, I'm just trying to, because like, it's very vague what happens at the end really. Yeah. After, after the, uh, the, uh, after each or Kakihara falls. Kakihara falls down the roof because I think mm. that what we're supposed to take away is that this is like not what actually happened or like this is like the or maybe this this ending is uh meant to be symbolic like oh like kakihara is where he wants to be Gigi is like mm. gets what he want or he didn't want this but like he has achieved his goals or like ichi has like surpassed his temptations and stuff or i don't know but it's very strange uh it really I feel like you can look into it more. I, I 
probably haven't looked into it enough because I'm always trying to just peruse the plot so much before this that by the time the ending rolls around, I'm like, I have no brain capacity to <laughs> analyze what's going on here at this point. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any other takes on the ending here? I I was I was just confused. I was like, yeah, it was not that clear. It wasn't that clear. I don't know. Throwing the towel. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I was kind of like, like, oh, that's it. I feel like you know, you know so when I watch a lot of art house movies, yeah, they, they don't they want to make an ending a question. Yeah. Or even like those kind of more artsy farsy shows that the finale will end in a question. Yeah. I feel like of some of those though, you know what the question is they're they're asking. Like they're yeah. the question they're like looking for the audience to answer. Like this, I don't know what the question they want me to answer is. Like I don't know what Takashi Miki wants me to take from this ending here. Yeah. I know what he I know like somewhat what he wants me to take away from the movie, you know, like Yeah. About like the different relationships between like Ichi and Kakihara and, and all yeah, that. Manipulation and, like, and manipulation yeah. and yeah, like violence. Uh, trauma. Mm-hmm. I just took it very literally. I assumed that, like, the blue room was just represented whatever afterlife mm-hmm. or whatever uh, Kakihar was in. And then I just assumed that Gigi, I guess, kind of didn't get what he wanted or, like, what whatever happened, like, just didn't work out for him. So he. Or maybe he got what he wanted and then he realized this isn't actually, like, a satisfying conclusion because yeah. everyone's dead. And I manipulated yeah, so everybody. I, I and figured I he, just, yeah, he just killed himself because of that. And then, yeah. and then I thought, I guess, it was sort of satisfying for Ichi to walk past it. But then I, I don't like Ichi, so I didn't want to like feel like woohoo he got he got some sort of revenge because the guy who manipulated him is dead. I don't yeah. know. I guess this is where we leave it to our audience to uh let us know what they think. Let us know what you took away from this. Yeah, please. Shout, or I want to shout out if you're listening this far into the podcast. Uh, I want to shout out the Detroit Head Check podcast and network itself. Uh. I was on their Instagram live the other day talking to Brian, uh, one of the guys who runs it, a good friend, and I let him know that I was covering Ichiko, and he said he's seen it before, and he's excited to listen, and Ooh. I know a lot of other people were in the comments talking to me about like extreme horror movies and stuff, and uh, cool. I think we got a few followers from that little session, but uh, I definitely want to have them on the pod at one point, but uh, yeah. but I know people are interested in Ichiko, I know that it has its fan base, so I'm excited to see it. Bizarre, but what I what I like to say when I'm watching a movie is if I'm like sometimes I'm like confused at the end. I'm like, did I like it? Did I not? But then I'm when the, but then I look back and I'm like, okay, I was pretty engaged. I asked myself a lot of questions, and I'm sitting here googling a bunch of theories about it. So clearly, I like yeah. the freaking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it was um it was weird. Yeah, it was weird, but it was good. So, sometimes <laughs> it's the journey and not the uh not the end. Yeah, yeah. The destination. Yeah, yeah, and that comes from a One Piece fan, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're still uh, twenty freaking years, yeah. twenty seven years, bro. You're on quite the journey there. You're on like a, a whole. You're at the midlife crisis of the uh, One Piece series. At this point. Yeah, seriously, it's insane how long. Yeah, how many episodes are there now? Like over two thousand. So manga chapters, it's one thousand eighty as of this week. Oh my god. Ma- anime episodes is like a thousand fifty five or so, fifty six. <laughs> that is nuts. I, that, this is coming from someone who's watching through The Simpsons right now yeah. too. 
And and this well, the sick part is that the story is getting better. <laughs> I know that's what people. That's what, I got a good friend Andy who's always telling yeah. me about like how yeah One Piece is getting better and like it's like it's like finally yeah. getting really good. I'm like finally you've been so yeah, watching this. It's so weird. Yeah, like I've been pooping myself since the series came out, and mm-hmm. now right. here I'm still reading it. But yeah. Yeah, Evan, as a first-time Takashi Miike watcher and first-time Ichi the Killer watcher, yeah. what do you think of uh, good old uh, Ichi the Killer? Yeah, uh, pretty much the same thoughts as Kent. Um, I liked all the gore. I liked, the, even though the, some of the last CGI was kind of not the greatest. Um, it, it's almost, on his time. Almost it's on his time. Aged. Yeah. Aged, for but sure. There's like definitely like a, you know, a sick vibe. I liked all like just like the cool... I don't know, like workings of like the of like the gang and stuff. I thought it was, I thought it was also interesting how there was a shift between the first half of the movie and the second half of the movie. I think we kind of touched on it earlier, but like the first half is very much like inner workings of the um, the syndicate and stuff. And like you have like the Funaki gang and the Anjo gang, yeah, and like how like they interact with each other. And then shifting from as soon as Kakihara gets kicked out of the uh, the syndicate, you get you get you switch more into like the cat and mouse style chasing after someone kind of like you know who done it yeah detective sort of like like you know that sort of vibe and i thought it's kind of cool how you got like both you know tastes yeah. in the movie and it um it flowed pretty well yeah good world building yeah ending aside i didn't think too much of it like you know it's kind of a weird ending but like i guess i kind of like i, I focus more so on like the actual rooftop ending more than like the final scene the ending, yeah. ending. The ending. yeah and i'm sure like a long time from now, like when I think about that movie, I'll probably think about the rooftop ending more so than the actual ending. I probably won't even remember that. Same. Yeah. But, you know, like I was saying before, I watched, you know, half the movie, fell asleep, went to go watch it, watch it again. And I just decided to start from the beginning because it was kind of confusing. And I was, I was getting more and more out of it um, the second time. And so I think even watching it, all, like mm-hmm. watching it through another time, I'll probably pick up on other yeah. things. There's so much. There's so much going on. There's so many characters, and like they're pretty well fleshed out for so many characters too. Yeah. 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 Give it a couple watches. I think you probably get something different out of it every time. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, I liked it. Yeah, I've seen it four four times now. I think yeah, four times, including one with the audio commentary. And uh, each time I get something different from it. So my final thoughts on Ichi the Killer. Uh, as a Takashi Miike fan, I've seen probably six, six or seven of his movies so far. Ichi the Killer ranks around like near the top tier. It's not my favorite of his work so far. Uh, I think my favorite of his films I've seen is either Dead or Alive or is Basic by Love Audition. But Ichi the Killer, it has this unique style. It's very it's a live action anime and it's probably one of the it's not actually a live action anime i guess it is because it's a manga but it's probably the best example of that in my opinion uh i can't think of anything else on the top of my head that really besides like blade runner maybe yeah. but that's also i was gonna say that new came like, shin came in rider that just came out looks very oh, yeah, yeah. good i have to check that i think that's directed by the guy evangelion. who directed yeah. evangelion yeah yeah, yeah. Hidekiano. i need to watch shin came i just watched some clips of it and they kind of made it very kind of like rugged and rough but still campy like came in rider but when I was watching mm-hmm. those clips, it reminded me of this movie with just like a lot of gory practical effects and like campy, yeah. crazy looking costumes. It's cool. So yeah, I might have to watch more Japanese cinema. Yeah. So if you enjoyed Ichida Killer, you can check out a few uh, directors and uh, films by them. Uh, we have Sion Sono with anti-porno and love exposure and Suicide Club and a bunch of stuff like that. Suicide Club's getting into that J-horror territory of like... Uh, 
The Grudge and Ring. Uh, Bong Joon-ho, he did uh, Memories of Murder and a bunch of other like revenge type movies, and he's obviously yeah. like Parasite. Everyone he's knows that, he's Bong him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you got Park Chan-wook, another Korean director mm-hmm. like Bong Joon. Uh, he directed uh, old. Old boy, sympathy of Miss uh, of Mr. Vengeance, Lady Vengeance, all that. Uh, amazing director. I love Old Boy. I love sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Uh, Kim Ki Duke. Uh, he's uh, honestly, I would say that he is uh, canceled a little bit for his actions, but his movies are pretty out there and crazy. Uh, Tetsuya Tetsuya Nak- uh, Nakashima. He directed uh, uh, quite a few like interesting Japanese movies in the late 2000s early 20 uh 2010s uh and then takishi takishi katano who directed another uh quite a bit uh more interesting japanese movies later on too so yeah that's a quick little list of directors to check out if you're into uh mr uh takashi mike but mike himself is a very uh singular talent he is no there's no one that quite matches his style and energy Sick. yeah i'm a fan yeah i gotta i gotta start with the basics so i don't have to check yeah, out audition yeah. and some of the bangers and then check out the oh, deep yeah. cuts he, he's, same, he's got same. quite a bit and yeah. they're always releasing new stuff uh from mr takashi mike i have like probably five or six of his movies on blu-ray mm. great Great director. Uh, thank you again, Kent, for coming on and talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My pleasure, guys. This was a bit great. This Sick. is dope. I'd Thanks for coming come on. Back, yeah, well, that, let's have you back. Yeah. Vent, yeah, whenever you want to, honestly. Uh, oh, yeah, the, the, the trio uh, is a great, mm-hmm. is a great, uh, I don't know, it sounds great on a podcast. So yeah, uh, just let us know whenever. I'll, we'll let you know what yeah. you're watching or whatever. If you're down, just let us know. Uh, shoot me another crazy one, guys. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, if you we'll guys let you pick crazy next one. time. Wait, Kent, Kent, have you seen House? Not House that Jack built. No, no, the Japanese House movie. Okay. Oh, Japanese house. No, I know about that one though. I know about that. Yeah, one. we might have house to do. We might house have to do that one for like house October, house October or something. Yeah, yeah. I know. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's good. It's great. I heard about that one too. You yeah. love it. That's like a classic. Yeah. yeah for sure. I love it. All right, everybody. Thanks everyone for checking out the podcast again. This has been episode two. That's your host Evan right there, yeah. and I am Trevor. <laughs> and then we are joined. We are joined by your boy Kent, guest star of the day. Yeah. Maybe I won't be a guest yeah. star. Maybe I'm record- reoccurring. Maybe I'm just gonna be just Bro. like a side guy. You know, that guy who comes yeah, every couple yeah. episodes. He is our anime correspondent. Yeah, anime yeah, that, that's that's fun, and soon to be <laughs> Japanese film. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Thanks, thanks everyone for checking out the podcast. Uh, next episode will be out soon. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Fistful of Popcorn podcast. For more fistfuls of fun, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And check out our website for movie articles and reviews. You can find these links in the episode's description. Tune in next time for more movie reviews and a couple of talking dudes.